Hey, welcome to Real Talk Season 2, Episode 97. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare for the talk of real and the real of talk. Have you ever heard a voice <laughs> Anyway, welcome to Real Talk. Like Hello. I said, guys, we're so excited to be here, bringing it to you, slowly inching our way week by week toward the magical, the unbelievable Episode 100, which we will probably do something special Moderately for you guys special. if we remember. I'm glad that you put moderately in there because that's more realistic. <laughs> you know, they're expecting, I guess, to go like skydiving or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm not. I've, I've always it. wanted to. Not me. So, uh, yeah, guys, what's real talks? Opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. You'll see a link somewhere within this podcast description, your video description, whether you're watching on Rumble, listening on podcasts, watching on YouTube, watching on Facebook. Doesn't matter it's where somewhere. you watch. This link is there, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. That's R-E-A-L, real. Uh, click it, go down to submit a question, and you too can join the convo by submitting an anonymous question or topic. Couldn't find you if we tried. We have. We have. We've had some rude people. Had some rudies out oh, there. Oh, number 11. <laughs> we'll always do it. Did we ever always make a remember. quick clip about number 11? It's still, we have to do it still. We do it, need yes. to do this. So we we it. It. It's in there. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's it, guys. And like I said, 97 weeks in, we are at the first episode for Real Talk of 2021. That's right. I believe. So weird. I think you're right. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, because we did the. Uh... Cheers. Oh, we're going to tap? Okay. That was us hitting our cups together in, in a cheer. It's kind of blue today. Yeah, I noticed that. Mine is red There's because no we believe in America. Red, white, and blue. Hey, God bless America. <laughs> so, anyways. That's <laughs> right. I'm... Also, I just want to apologize ahead of time for anybody that see, If it seems like I, I sound congested, it's because I am. So, I thought you were going to say for anyone that sees my eyes. Oh, and my eyes, too. If you're watching, my eyes probably look terrible. No, man, you're I good. tried taking... <laughs> Remember, oh. I trusted you with my hair. <laughs> to be fair, I thought you were going for a different style. He's referencing a few episodes. Do you remember what episode that was? A few episodes it's ago. Either, it's either in the early 90s or high 80s. He had decided to do a different style with his hair. And <laughs> he asked me if it looked good right before he came on. Also, I want to point this out. The hair product at the time, right before the show, had it still looked wet, which changed the look of it once we started. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I know this sounds ridiculous, you just join us. I'm but if crying. you go watch one of these early episodes, AJ's, you'll know exactly which one it is. Oh, it's bad. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best part is when I had watched it that night before I talked to you when it came up, and I immediately go, <gasps> and then you go when I saw you that night. I go, why? Why did you let me go on like that? Yeah. So it was a good time. Oh man, <clears throat> that was so funny, dude. So good yeah. Times. We uh, so you know, oh. guys, we we have a couple questions we're gonna dive in today. They're yeah. pretty good, but before that, I want to point out that we really do talk about life here mm-hmm. amongst ourselves before the uh, the camera even goes on. And many times, people don't realize this: we have the best conversations before we hit record because we forget Most of to time, do that. Yeah, because we're like, oh, hey, we have a show to do. Today, we stopped it before we started getting into some stuff. But I want to point out and let people know the types of things we talk about sometimes sure. pre-recording. So in the moment, I was giving Fun Turn Clint a hard time because mm-hmm. sometimes we'll be during the show and I'll look over and he's just probably on one of his so incredibly busy social media mm-hmm. functions, whatever, and he's watching it and distracted and he's like, that isn't true. And we we're kind of having to talk about it. And no joke, the moment I looked at him, we were right about to, it's right before we prayed but to start the show. We do that. I look over and you had picked your phone up. 
while we were talking about not being on your phone. Now, here's the thing, guys, because because you know I, mean touch, picking on AJ, because oh, you guys eyes. think he he's just this helpless rabbit, you know, that needs to be saved. <laughs> so, so before you say this, understand, I'm not being mean to him. However, by his own admission, this guy has a phone problem. Oh, absolutely. I'll and, admit it. Well, you admit it. You have these epiphanies all the time, and mm-hmm. I love them. I want you to keep telling me. Yeah. You know? So, an example would be the music one. I don't even want to look at my screen right? time. The music one. Yeah. You remember where you were like, hey, man, I'm gonna, I am need to stop looking at music. And yeah. No one, at, no one even asked you. And you started debating me as though I was the one telling you not to listen to music. <laughs> and we all know how that went. If you're a long-term listener, you know how that went for a year, for months. Yeah. You know, where you rebelled against that, your own thing. Then you bring up, I think within the last two weeks, he's brought up this phone issue. And he's like, you know what, guys? I've realized something. I need to be more present. True, I need I to be more present. And I'm not kidding you. Fun Turner can attest to this. Just happened last night. You remember we were talking to him? He goes, hey, what'd you say? And then you did the thing where I'm talking to you and you pretended to know what I'm talking about. Because you... <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked away and he goes, because I said to him, you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I do. And I turned away. He goes, I don't have any idea. <laughs> right? So, uh, man, you know, this is our intervention, man. It's bad. Now, here's the thing I'll give you, because I want to give you a little compliment Mm -hmm. in the midst of me tearing you apart, and that is this. You at least 90% of the time, Mm -hmm. I'll give you this, at 85% of the time. That's fair. You are looking at interesting things. Yeah. You're you're Googling something. You know, you're you're learning. You're not just perusing social media. Usually not. You used to. Well, everybody does agree, but I mean, you used to be. That was your thing. Now you're actually like reading and learning about things. Right. Right. Like, he'll, can you remember the Leviathan moment? Like, he's <laughs> looking true. up things. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I appreciate that, your, your desire to learn. Yeah. But your, your desire to be present <laughs> is conflicting with your desire. I think, so here's the problem. I think that, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I've just been ignorant to this, to this my whole life. Okay. But I feel like I used to be able to do that stuff and still be able to have conversations. No, you could be, man. No, <laughs> whole time. I, I don't know. I didn't know you. Yeah, you know. But so I f- maybe and maybe I, I think could. you were good at faking it. Uh huh. And people know, and you lived amongst people that didn't notice. <laughs> right. And be. so that's why you were like, oh, no, this has never been a problem until I got to know these people the last that, four that, years. That's fair. And all of a sudden now they're saying to me, hey man, you're not listening to anything I'm saying. And you're like, oh man, maybe I guess I'm not. No, listen. I get stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love to learn. Oh yeah. The funny part isn't that I'm giving you a hard time even about the phone. It's the fact to come back to the original story that I'm talking to Fun Turn Clint about being on his phone <laughs> right before we film. <laughs> and by the way, you weren't on your phone until <laughs> I said something to him about. And then you immediately, like, yeah, man, I don't, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> So this is the life that we live all the time. Oh, and also why everyone thinks I'm just a monster to you. That's not true, You man. know what? Dude, the, the issue is you're very innocent looking beyond your tattoos. Beyond my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so people just look at people, you and you're so uh, loving and friendly. And I look, as you guys have mentioned last week, right? These heavy are, eyebrows. Tattoos are criminalizing. <laughs> Yeah, we typically, I mean, we always know that we have a fail safe if we do something illegal because we'll all blame it on AJ. Because I have tattoos. Yeah, he has tattoos, so he looks and like And I have one behind my, on my neck, you know, so 
Yeah, man. So that having, having a tattoo on your neck, you know, they're gonna go, "Oh, that guy's that guy's guilty." Yeah, that ups your uh, your thug your thug factor for my, sure. Uh, my my street cred. We've lost every single person who ever had a tattoo because they think we're mocking them. Yeah, not I got an awesome y'all. tattoo drawn up. You remember that one that oh, you yeah. helped me get? It's true. I haven't done it yet. I hope you do one day. It's the the, the thing is, man. I feel like I've lasted this long, and I'm kind of unique in that I don't have one. That's fair. Because ever that's that is kind of the thing now is get a tattoo. And I but I want the one that we drew up because it's, it's pretty a cool powerful. tattoo. Well, we didn't. Your buddy drew it up. Mm-hmm. Shout out Garrett. Yeah, yeah Garrett. Watches. I love that tattoo, man. I know you. <clears throat> it's you awesome. Don't know me. You'll never check watch out, this. Check him out. Dark Horse Tattoo Parlor. Fort Wayne. Free ad. Now it's ten percent off. <laughs> no, Use no, don't. No. Use discount code AJ. We're not saying that. That's a joke. Yeah, don't do that. Tries to Please us. don't go there and do that. Go, what the frick are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this show started out pretty well. Oh, yeah. I um, love it. This feels like a real yeah. genuine beginning, though. You know what I'm saying? I no. like it. No? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this. Last week, was last week the one I was in a bad mood? Um, was that last week? I think it was. Last past couple, I think. The, okay. it, was, it was kind of hurtful. The, the, but no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like, okay, so the week before last week. I think last week's the one I started by saying I was in a bad mood. Okay. But clearly I've now shown who I am as a person. No. <laughs> yeah, man, just the last year. <laughs> uh, oh, I was thinking of Real Talk Live because you did, so, because you start off that way still. So you said last week, you said, I'm not in the best of moods. And then, yeah. and then Real Talk Live, you said something about, yeah, I'm still kind of in that continuation of that mood. Yeah. I remember that. Yes, man, I get it. I'm a monster. However, the point is, <laughs> the point is, I think that's part of it too, is certainly the vibe is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not in as bad of I'm not in a bad mood mm. like I was last week. I'm not in a bad mood either. I feel pretty good today. Just my eyes. My eyes just look dead. They don't. They I, if it makes you feel better, they do not look as dead as they have. That's good. They just maybe they just feel more dead than normal. Mm. You feel tired? Um, Is your first caffeine today? Yes. And you've had like two sips. So. That's true. Yeah, because I want to suck that down. It was, <laughs> it was affecting my stomach earlier. Did you take that uh, stuff yet? Mm-hmm. Pretty cool stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's some pretty neat medicine out there. Not medicine. I don't know what you call it. It's not really medicine. Um, uh, supplement? Yeah, supplement. That's a good way to put it. Helps with gas naturally. It works too. Pretty and cool. it makes your burps smell you like oranges. You guys ever heard of it? I'm not kidding. Yeah. It literally makes your burps smell like or like taste like oranges. Oof. Right? You just have My stomach just went. Yeah, it's working. It's ready to go. Anyway, <laughs> we've lost everyone. <laughs> Clint, Fun Turn has never done this of, before. I want you to understand what I just saw. What? I'll do it to the camera. He wasn't even mad. He just looked and goes, when I said, this is going off rails, he goes, there's such a sad, disappointing look. Listen, this, I like these kind of starts to episodes because it feels, it feels genuine to me. It feels like we're just having a conversation. We're letting people know who we really exactly, are. Exactly, man. Losers. And speaking of podcasters, <laughs> we're, we're losers. <laughs> if we, hey, hey, why don't you go ask AJ? He's a loser. <laughs> That's apparently something I said one time. Anyway. Oh, apparently. <laughs> I don't go home. I don't go to bed crying every night. First of all, me. contextually. Anyway, go on. So, speaking of podcasts, yeah, you know it's cool because we you know it's weird, man. I forget that what I don't know, man. I started getting the giggles. Man. That's okay. Yeah. I get it. So, um, you know, I I forget that we do a podcast sometimes, like. Even though we do it every week, I forget like like we're part of that like scene, sure. I guess. So like, yeah. you sent you told me about a podcast last night. Oh, and keep I listened it, to keeping it one hundred. Yeah, What'd keeping it one hundred with Conan and Disco. What do you think? 
first off, I loved it. I only got to listen to 15 minutes of it. Told but you. I was hooked. I was in. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I feel like they're kind of similar. Like, they don't have any, like, fancy introductions. Like, they do, like, their ads, and then they're just in. They're just mm-hmm. talking about something. Yeah. And also, Disco Inferno is hilarious. Yeah, man. Oh, man. It was so funny. I, I, I couldn't tell the structure of it, but it seemed like they had – I couldn't tell if they were having people call in and just talking to them or if it was, like, somebody they actually invited in. But they were talking about <laughs> – they were talking about pay-per-views and how Disco Inferno was asking for a link to a certain pay-per-view instead of paying for it. And this guy was like, oh, the wrestlers are losing money, all this stuff. And Disco Inferno goes, all right, listen, man, clearly you are ignorant. And he was like, he's like, do you think I get any royalties from the WWE Network? Because they, they have hours of footage of me and, like, nothing. And it was just funny, dude, because he just he got so deadpan and just went at him, dude. And it was so funny. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was cool. It was really like I guess this is kind of reminds me of it in a way because we're just like I don't know we're just genuine and just going with the flow. Hey man, this is this is who we are. Yeah. So something. Else. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I think it's cool. So yeah, it, it, you you know I'm having a good time. Uh, <laughs> Joe Pesci. Hey, hey over here. <laughs> so one of the things I will share since we talked about, I, I, I just had this thought, this epiphany that I should share this. So in case people are saying, okay, Todd, you're in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. You're not in as bad a mood today. And why is that? I'm going to be honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool because it's a segue into the topics of this. I'll be honest what I did. Now, I have to say this for all the people out there. I try to keep it real, <laughs> but I am uh, 100. But I am... I mean, I'm a person, you know, and certainly I'm in the word and stuff. But today, specifically, really the last couple of days, excuse me, so sorry, orange burp. Um, tastes like an orange. But I, uh, I did what God told me to do, and you know, when the Spirit prompted me to take time with Him, I did, and that that includes both in prayer, that includes in the Word, and letting myself sit in that impatience instead Mm. of you know sometimes i don't know about you but i approach my devotion time as sometimes as work in the sense of like i'm in this and i gotta find this what it is i'm getting and move 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 because of my day right right instead of saying this time is dedicated to you god i'm here and i'm willing to wait and sit in this and be with you and learn and let you teach me and minister my spirit and all those kinds of things and that's real, man. And it's it made. So and here's the thing, reality-wise, okay, that is the difference. And and that's it's it's sad in a way because it makes you wonder how many times I don't do that. That's but what I'm, I was thinking about. I want everyone to know I'm not just saying this. This is one of those times where it's like, I feel like if you're a non-Christian specific or even a Christian, you think I'm supposed to say this. I'm telling you for real. That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. The I, only difference is that I went into that and prayed and. Um, spent time in the last few days and, and just really was intentional about it and also yes. repenting of some attitude and some some sin behaviors in my life that came to my mind and then genuinely repenting of it and letting go of the fear of like, oh my gosh, because sometimes when you repent, that fear can overwhelm you or that condemnation, right. which actually saps your joy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the thing is, you know, the Bible says, I will remember your sins no more. And I, it's, it's something that I need to cling to. I, I actually shared with a friend today. Um, she knows who she is, and I just sent her two verses that were connected to me, and one is Romans 8, 1 and 2. Um, no you know, there's no condemnation in Christ yeah. because uh, the Spirit has set you free from the law of sin and death, right? Mm. And then following is Jesus says, every, paraphrase, John 8, I believe 36 and 37, or, or 34 and 35, mm-hmm. 35, 36, 
John 8, Gospel John, but he says, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin, but you have been set free from sin. And whom the, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And man, when I, I, that just hit me, and those two verses were connected to me today. It came to my mind. That's what's so cool about the Bible, guys, and the Holy Spirit. I was reading Romans 8 1, and immediately that verse from John came to my mind and connected, and he said, I have set you free. Jeez. You are free. That's so and listen, cool, man. man. We don't have to live like slaves. I don't have to live like slaves to my negativity, my emotions. You don't have to live slaves to your anxiety. We choose, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but we choose so many times to live as prisoners and in shackles when yeah, we, we have been set free. We enslave ourselves, absolutely. So that's my thing. My, I guess encouragement to you guys is, is take some, if you're feeling down, actually you should do it anyway. Yeah, because you should absolutely. do it before then. Um, it's like an oil change. Don't wait until you got problems, right? <laughs> do True. what God says to do. And, and take some time today. If you're listening to this right now, well, it's 9 o'clock by the time you hear this. It doesn't matter. Middle of my day. Take some time mm. and just sit with God and ask him to be there. And, and he is, right? He's already there. But God, I'm here. Take me where you want me to go. And I'm telling you, there's peace in that. Enjoy. That's so good, man. And it made me think of like, it made me think of against the grain. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we talk about how, we talk about how, when we are following, like to be a Christian is against the grain of society, right? Oh, absolutely, and it's against it's countercultural. Well, I think I think you can even look at it in your own life, and I think you can go, man, when you decide to take the like you said, you took that time, that intentional time, that's that's counterculture against your usual life. It's still countercultural. It's against the grain, even in your own self, which is so cool. And like you said, there's the difference. You saw the difference, and it's making it, and it's different now. I said yeah, different a lot in a matter of five seconds. It is, though. And, and we've talked about this before. It's sometimes frustrating to my... Not, actually, it's not because I'm not in a negative place right now. Yeah. But it's so funny. I have this moment where I just kind of shake my head because it all boils down to trusting him and doing what he says to do. And when we do what God says to do and don't do what he says not to do, we are happier. We are more joyful. We are better people. That's right. He's designed us to do this. Yeah. It is one of those things, man. It reminds me of Psalm 1. Uh, he who meditates on the, on the paraphrasing here, he who meditates on the, on the word of God is like a tree planted between two streams of water, right. always in season, never withering. You know? So good, man. So convicting. Like, and, and I think I use the word convicting a lot. Well, it's and, a real thing, man. And, and I guess the reason why, if you, in case you guys are wondering, the reason why I use convicting is because I don't panic when I hear those things. It's not like I'm like, oh, like I am being, you know, I'm, exactly. It's more like a man, like he's right. I need to, I need to remember that and actually apply that, you know? So mm -hmm. remember that, you know, if something is convicting, it's pushing you towards God, not pulling you away. But a little side note, um, I don't know, man, that's so good because it makes me think of my own life and, you know, the past couple of days, you know, I've been in John, funny enough, and I actually have a question for you here in a little bit about what I was reading today, actually, I think it was in John 12. But, um, like you said, when even it's funny because even if you don't, you know, I think every day, you know, what we're called to do is to love God with our heart, soul, and mind. And I think people don't fully understand that sometimes. Mm. But even when you, you know, and I'm not saying you should only aim to do one thing. I think you should try to get all of it. But, you know, even just the difference it makes, even to, like you said, even if, if say you don't do any of it, say you don't pray, you don't, you don't read, you don't do any of those things, and you don't take that time and be intentional with God. Even when you just do one of those things, it makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. So imagine what it's like when you when you actually focus enough and devote yourself to doing all of them. 
That's what's so funny, man, about us. And that's such a great point. Sometimes people live in this idea that if I can't do it all perfect, I won't do anything. Right. And God is so amazing that he takes the smallest nugget of our faith and obedience and he magnifies the results. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's a great point. You know, if you're out there and you're like, well, I can't, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Stop thinking that way. Yes. And give, give him your offering for lack of a better word. That's right. Your time, your, those moments and see what he does with it. Absolutely. He's man. so good, man. And it's so easy to forget that even amongst believers, because we're still in that process of being sanctified and becoming more like him. So we're still falling in so many ways. Mm-hmm. We have to, like, it's just, to be refreshed by the Spirit and refreshing our time with Him is so important. Absolutely. And uh, it can come from, like you said, the smallest things. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yep. So anyway, um, you know, I guess since I brought that up last week, in the last couple of weeks or whatever, I, I thought it was important to let you guys know that part of my journey, you know, that... Yeah, man, I think it's cool. Yeah. A little follow-up. I like it. Bada-bing, bada-boom. That's how the cookie crumbles. Oh, it's crumbling. <laughs> anyway, uh, also fun fact: Fun Turn now has a mic, and good he can gosh. say whenever he wants, whenever. Which I think we might have given him a little bit of power, which is scary. And you know, the thing about Fun Turn is the more you know, any bit of power, and he just becomes a tyrant. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You want to say hi? To the truth. The real problem with this mic there is, is me trying to figure out. I told you how much I can, how loud I can speak, because that was the whole problem with roundtable. Oh, I turned you down. I made yeah, sure before in case he went. <laughs> way down. <laughs> uh, Fun turn Clint has one volume <laughs> in life, and I'm telling you right now, if you've met him in person, you'll know this. And and and, and we say it like this: he's got a kingly voice. It's oh, great for 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 mom for a lot of things. Oh yeah, not so great for mics. <laughs> and <laughs> whispering situations, yeah, if we were hiding from a Gestapo, all of those types Gestapo. of things. Yeah, because we'd be going, oh man, looks like the map is over there. And he's like, the where? map is over there. <laughs> Hear me now. Where is the map? <laughs> My whisper is a normal speaking voice for a normal person. No, it's above normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slight, it's a slight, uh, What's what? Not a sh- maybe a shout. I don't know. Yeah, man, I would say that <laughs> he declares everything. You ever notice that he doesn't just speak; he declares intense, it. intense declaration. Where is my drink? <laughs> and you're like, what are we in? Are we on a Shakespearean this play? Reminds me, of, reminds me of Kenneth. Kenny? Kenny? Yeah, good old Kenny. Kenny. What G. about him? When he uh, when he'd order things back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'll have a coke. Hi, <laughs> sir. Can I help you? Hamburger. <laughs> Hamburger, large <laughs> Coke. Oh this, my so you go to me and AJ, and we're like, hey, what can you get? Hey, um, I'd like a, uh, can I get a grilled chicken sandwich? Because yeah. you know that's what I do. Yep. By the way, I'm. Uh, we now are doing a list of the best chicken sandwiches in town. So if you're out there watching, I'm not kidding. We've got <laughs> no, a ranking this system. This is real. If you're out there watching, you're like, I think, I listen to Real Talk, and I think I got the best chicken sandwich in town. Well, why don't you prove it? And let me know, and we'll come taste test it. He's awesome. I've got five on the list yeah, right production now. production guy Blake has a list. Yeah, but regardless, back to Grant. Yeah. Kenny. Um, so we would do that. Hey, guy, like a grilled chicken sandwich, big potato. You'd be like, hi, could I get, you know, 47 <laughs> wings, uh, <laughs> two McDoubles. And then you get to Grant or Kenny, and he goes, hamburger, French fries, large Coke. And he, I, that's a, no, because I still did a question. Large Coke? <laughs> 
It always goes up. <laughs> Hamburger, French fries, French Coke. <laughs> Every time he does it, I'll be like, <laughs> you know I'm right. He'll never watch this. So. French Coke. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, man. How is... Uh, we should do that on live. I can. We could put the uh, grilled chicken list up for people. Your dad be cool. Let people see, man. It'd be a way. Big we can start doing an episode where we go and try out their grilled cheese. Their grilled cheese. I love me some grilled cheese. I I'm actually in. really do. You know my issue. You just don't with like. That. Yeah, you can't eat cheese. Oh, I like sad. it. It just hurts my stomach right. terribly. Makes me sad for you, man. Me too. You remember when I'm, you offered me a McChicken and cheese did. last night and then told me once I said I'd take it that had cheese on it? <laughs> I forget sometimes. Yeah, it's like you're like rubbing it in my face. You want this tasty sandwich? Has cheese on it. Bill, that's not as bad as the time you come to a good old party and say, Hey, Todd, there's more cheese in the fridge if you want some. Oh, yeah. Miss Jones. Miss Jones. Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Yeah. So, Timmy T's wife. Timmy T. His wifey, Jilly. Jilly Fish. Jilly Bean. I I came up with Jilly Fish, but I think it's better than Jilly Bean. Um, She, uh... We went to a party, a little get-together. Was that yeah. New Year's? Yeah. I think it was New Year's. So I went to uh, New Year's Eve, and if I walk in. You guys are playing a game, having fun. I already feel ostracized. Um, <laughs> and there's snacks, and she goes, Todd, there's more cheese in the fridge if you like it. <laughs> Knowing I can't eat cheese. <laughs> Knowing that it hurts me to just look at people eating cheese. So... She's watching. It hurts his emotional state of yeah, well-being. rubbing it in my face, daring me to hurt my stomach. Um, which I did by eating some cheesy uh, sun chips. <laughs> so you did. It. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't eat cheese, but I had the sun chips. They're so good. Dude, this episode chip. has been. I love it, man. This feels so. I love. It's fun. I'm, I'm having a great time. At a certain level, and then it just goes. You notice how he's trying to like he's trying so hard to be quiet right now. I he know, has huh? never <laughs> talked that quietly. He's like, we started at a certain level. It's still normal speaking, but he's trying to whisper. I'm, just, I'm, I'm taking myself down like seven octaves. Oh, yeah. I, yeah it's, uh, hey, the, this thing switched again. I don't know why, but it did. Oh, boy. Now you got yourself in anger. <laughs> Which is strange because it's a two-hour long thing, and I don't sure, know why. Sure, fun turn. <laughs> sure. Let me tell you what happened here. You told him to switch it. He looked at it and said, oh, we got enough time. Didn't, didn't rewind it. Oh, I did rewind it. That's the funny thing. <laughs> oh, I guess reality doesn't exist then. Hey, he switched it back. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, uh, you have any thoughts? It's not, but uh, <laughs> just um, Yeah, man, how's your week been? Oh, it's a uh, week. It's been good, man. I uh, had a couple cool moments, like yesterday. Um, yeah, that's a cool story. This will be good to share. Yeah, so Both yesterday. For the, for the person. Mm-hmm. But also you guys. So first off, shout out. Uh, I don't know her. Like I don't know. Probably best. I'm yeah, last name. I don't even know it anyway. But anyways, see? yeah. Her name is Jennifer. Jennifer goes around in this town. And, yes, in here in Columbia City, and she just goes to people and uh, she just. No man, she tells them about Jesus very briefly, and then she actually has her testimony printed out. Gives them a letter. She gives them her testimony, and you know, tells them like, hey, you know, like you know, I, I was addicted to drugs for like seven years. Mm. And you know Jesus saved me, mm. and just gives gives them her testimony, and like in hopes that they'll find Jesus through it. And it's just super cool, man, because she came up. You know, I was with I was with my girlfriend Hannah, and we were just you know going around, and she came to us, and and as soon as she started talking, I, I remember I felt the smile come across my face because I knew who it was because I've heard people talk about it before. I'm yeah, we've had a excited. lot of people at our church that have been given uh-huh. that letter or found it in a on the ground. Yep. So it was super cool, and it was awesome because she's like, I don't know where you guys are at with anything, and. 
so I got to tell her like, hey, like I, I'm a believer in Jesus, and it was just super cool, you know. And I took I took it, and you know, and as soon as I walked away, it was I had such a warm feeling, and it was so cool. And then I was like, wait a second, um, you know, I could feel you know that voice in your head, and it was like, you should go pray for her. So I was mm. like, man, I should. So you know, I saw her going around, going to a couple other people, and she got free for a second. So I came up to her and I said, "Hey, you know, I was just thinking, you know, can, and I decided to come find you again. And, you know, can I pray for you?" And she's like, "Yeah, that'd be so incredible. You know, I w- I really need it." So it was so cool because I got to encourage her in that, and just I don't know, man, it was a cool moment. It was like a it was a brother and sister moment, super cool. And you felt that like connection through exactly, spirit. yeah. It wasn't weird, like, and it was just so cool, man. Because it, it reminds me of like Paul, right, when he's writing to all these other churches, going like can't wait to see you guys and like he goes to all these places and i don't know man it just felt cool it mm-hmm. felt like a it was one of those moments of it doesn't matter where you're at you know when you both believe in the same thing you know when you, when you believe in jesus like that connection's there you are brothers and sisters in jesus mm-hmm. christ Amen. and i could feel that mm-hmm. and it was so cool man and i don't know just shout out to jennifer she's doing incredible things very bold and i and i love it so awesome. it convicted even it convicted me too yeah because you like, saw her in the local mart of wall right that's right Walking around, just literally walking around to people, mm-hmm. giving him this letter and talking to him about Jesus. That's right. You talk about someone that's like doing work for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that <coughs> that was super encouraging, and it Excuse just, it so just sorry, really, guys. I don't know, man. It it boost it boosted me. Honestly, mm-hmm. it made me go, man. Like that's what it's about. And it was it was just so cool. And and you know, like it's one of those things where you know it's genuine because why else would she be doing it? Oh, like, there's no you other get nothing out of that. Exactly, you don't get anything out of it. You Except know, for people, probably some people being like, oh, you're weird or whatever. Sure. And like, exactly. If anything, it probably could hurt you in the world because people think you're a weirdo and all this stuff. And yeah. like, it, I don't know, man. I just I just know it's genuine because like you said, like, there's just nothing to get out of that. And it's just so cool. Very proud of my sister, what yeah. she's doing. Love you, Jennifer. Absolutely. How did uh, Hannah handle that when you oh. walked up there? Oh, she thought it was really cool. Because, you know, Hannah's very, you know, loves... <clears throat> um, you know, she's so loud. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because we were, she's uh, yeah, she's Love very Hannah. quiet. She, uh, it was cool because, you know, I was with her and I was like, hey, I'll be right back. And I just kind of just went and did it real quick. And she's like, that's really cool. So that is cool. Um, yeah, man, that's so, real. That's it, it, You told me that story last night. Encouraged me on a couple fronts. One, encouraged me that we got a sister out there just being a killer for the king. Oh, right? yeah. Being bold. The second thing is, that you that you followed that spirit, man, and yes. probably encouraged her when she needed it. Absolutely, it can I don't care how many times you do stuff like that; it does not get easier. No, to go it doesn't get any more comfortable to, to essentially cold call strangers with Jesus. Right? It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So awesome, cold calling for Jesus. I like it. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. But that was the that was a really cool moment. Um, other than that, man, I've been doing pretty good. You know, I'm I'm blessed, and I mean that in every way it means. Like for real, like I. <clears throat> you know, I've been trying to focus more on my life, you know, like my spiritual life. And I think for so long I had been stuck in, you know, what's the world have to offer, you know, or what does it have to look like for me to, you know, get by and not even think about, you know, God. And mm-hmm. when you do that, like you, you, you kind of do sink down in this weird limbo and the sadness because you know that because I've met Jesus and I know Jesus and I, and I believe in him. I, when you do things that when you don't live like you're supposed to, like, like you feel it, you know, and it affects you. Amen. Dude. So you're right. And eventually I think it's funny because I think the whole time I knew, but like, it's one of those things where 
you know that you should be doing like, okay, it's like you should be reading way more than you are, mm. you know, or, you know, what do you believe in? You know, it's not even because once you, because if you've mentioned this before, if you get into like a checklist mindset, it's still not as impactful as, as you're just doing because you love God, you know, Sit at the feet <clears throat> of Jesus, man. Yes. And so, you know, I think, I think I was kind of trying to force, I was trying to force those things as like another thing to do almost like that's, put on that's a checklist. It. Yeah. And so therefore I wasn't getting that. It wasn't true spiritual feeding. So the whole mm. time I've been starving. And so I think once I finally broke down, I was like, shoot, what have I been doing for so long? I think it, I finally was like, it, it released. Like I was able to get out of that and I was mm. able to go, man, like you got to slow down and you got to love, you know, you love God, but you, Got to love God, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> oof, <laughs> you got to actually do it, <laughs> right? Like, like you love you love Jesus, but you actually have to love Jesus. Like, you, you can't just say it and then not like, and then just go about it in like a oh, la di da way. Like, it's not how it works. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and and I felt such a huge benefit even from the last couple of days of just like you like you said, like intentional, being intentional with it. You know, this is the most important part of my life. You know, mm-hmm. Why why take it lightly? So. Mm-hmm. I felt a lot, you know, I felt a lot better spiritually. And I, and that's that's reflecting on myself on the outside, too. So I think that's really cool. And I think it's just another testimony of God's power. And, you know, it doesn't matter the circumstances of anything. If you if you love God, you're going to he's going to give you that that reassurance that he's there. And you're going to feel that peace that he talks about how where it transcends all understanding. Mm-hmm. So it's cool, man. I felt good. Yeah, it's it's we are at our most healthy when we are living in in deep communion and relationship with God. Yes, and He tells us that, and it's funny because you brought that up. I, I was having that same thought about it being sometimes on a to do list, right? And it's okay to like schedule your time, but sometimes we get trapped in that mindset within mm-hmm. that time with God, devotion or prayer or anything else. Yep. Um, and I think that we or we tend to think that that. God is giving us suggestions on how to live a good life, right? Well, you you should try this out. You should try to pray to me. You know, you should try to read the word. You should try to love mm-hmm. people. You should give that a try. See if that helps. When he's actually telling us the facts about life. Yes. Just like a water. I mean, I'm sorry. A fish needs to be in water to be healthy. You need to be with me. Mm. It's not it's not an option, right? It is trees need water and sunlight yes. to be healthy. And to be most fruitful. And we need God's presence. We need his word. We need community. We need the things he says to be the most healthy version of ourselves. Yes. And if we start viewing it that way, it changes it, right? Like, mm. I need to be close to him because I need to be close to him. That's right. It's not an option. Mm-hmm. We tend to approach these things sometimes like yeah, it's man. another self-help book that gives us uh, That's a really good way to, to do it. it. Dude, that makes I love that because and I was thinking I, that's been in my prayers the past couple of days is like, like, I Lord I see you as Father I do I I see you but I struggle with Lord mm. that's what I struggle with because I I like you said sometimes I can take those as suggestions instead of those are commands mm. those are commands and that's what's best for you so you should do it mm. you don't just you don't just overlook those things mm. so I've been praying like you know help me mold myself into viewing you better as lord mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. i i can acknowledge your lord but do i act out of you being lord you know that's and so tr- i'm trying to get better at acting out as he's you know if of him being lord mm. i think that's a pro a lot i think 
it's funny because even when you struggle with that, you're still acknowledging him in the sense that you want to. Mm -hmm. I think a big problem with the powerless version of Christianity in the world is that they view him that way. Like they view him as buddy Jesus. Yep. Instead of like, yes, he is your father, but he is the Lord of Lord and Kings of King of Kings. And like, he's, you know, it's not a suggestion. This Mm. is, this is life. That's right. It's good, man. It's good stuff. How about you, man? How would your week been? I kind of shared already. So, you know, I, I feel, I wish I could say I did all week. It started yesterday and it did not start in a positive place. I had a, I had a rough, in the last month, mm-hmm. um, it's been a little rough for me. And I'll tell you, you know, I don't know if I've said this on on camera or on um, recording. But one of the struggles, and this is going to seem so strange, is I have started to, like I have these moments whenever I'm doing what God wants me to do, whether it's leading, preaching, speaking, you know, I'm doing the things that I do, like who, what the way I've been made to do. And yep. I will literally, and I've told you this, I will end up afterwards feeling ashamed of who I am as a person. I'm dealing with these lies yeah, of, 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 and, and, and it's his heart. It's different than the times when I'm condemning myself or doubting, right? Because mm-hmm. when you doubt yourself, that's almost like, did I, I don't use a sports analogy. Did I play well today? That's different than what I'm talking about. I mm-hmm. literally, it's almost like I look in the mirror and I'm ashamed of who I am and want to hide. Yep. And I've never had, I haven't had that before. Like you don't even want to go play a game. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sitting there going like, I don't, I'm ashamed of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I know that isn't of God. And I, it's, it comes, it's, it's sort of come out of left field and it confused me. Cause I haven't really had that kind of feeling. Cause I, you know, everyone's like, Todd, you're really confident. Yeah. I've had, I, well, first of all, we all have, Self-doubt. And so I've had self-doubt, but this has been a different feeling. And I think it kind of threw me for a loop, man, and took me a long time to kind of grasp it because it was a different kind of struggle. And and I and even as I say this, I'm not trying to be dramatic. It's almost hard to put into words. I would feel ashamed of who I am. And I, it would almost be, I have to describe it this way. You know those dreams where you're naked in front of everyone and it's embarrassing? Yeah. Have you ever had one where you like do a speech and you're naked? It's like a common dream. Yeah. And you're sort of ashamed of yourself. Right. Or like you stand up in front of class and you do this serious thing and you find out your pants are unzipped. Yep. You know, it's that feeling magnified. And so with that, I think I kind of got, on top of that, we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of, not a lot, we had some conflict and I think a lot of people have been down and frustrated and, and you know, we both, you know me, I'm pretty passionate about like, Hey, let's choose joy and let's love people. And, and like, we should want to do church. And then when you get people that are rebelling against that, and by that, I just mean pushing back and it's easier to see it in other people and yourself sometimes. So seeing that in people and then it rubbing on me and just, just not being in the right place and not, not making time for God. It just led me to being in a negative place. Hmm. And, um, but you know, in a bad mood and kind of frustrated, whatever. So really it started last week where I sort of had to get control of this and say, okay, put my money where my mouth is. You know, I say this all the time. I've got to do this when it doesn't feel true. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing, man, for, for believers. So, um, and I think the last two days is when I've really seen some fruit of approaching that differently both repentance and having hard conversations. You know, someone close to me saying, hey, it's looking like you don't care about this XYZ character thing in you that you need to see and want to change. And I'm like, ah, I want to. Um, I don't know. So I think once I acknowledge that and sort of recommit and to even these areas and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Not in a self-hating way, but I need to, I need to change this part of me or I need to 
get this part of my flesh under control, God. And once you do, once you acknowledge that, you realize that his conviction about sin, his conviction about our heart and conviction about things we need to change is not to shame us or tear us down, but to free us going right. back to free, right? You don't need to live under this weight. Be who you really are meant to be. I'm not sure if this is making sense, hopefully. But long story short, the last couple of days have been a lot. I don't know. It's today specifically. And it's not even that I'm trying. I think that was the epiphany I had. I, I was like, what? I just feel different. It makes me feel stupid because you don't have to try sometimes. You know, just spending time with God makes you more joyful, makes you more peaceful, like you said. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's weird, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's. We've it's said real, it, guys. We've it said really it, is. Exactly. We've said it a billion times on the show. Like, it's it's real, and we overcomplicate it so often. You know, just do what God's told you to do. <laughs> That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And if you love God, you're going to do it. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I had something. I just don't remember anymore. Yeah, I'm a rambler. You said, um, you said you had a question about John. Something you read in John. Yeah. There we go. Nice. So I was reading through uh, John, John 12 earlier, and the section was uh, the anointing at Bethany. It's from the CSB version. <laughs> um, let's see. And it was when uh, Judas was asking, he said, why wasn't this fragrant oil sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Um, and it talks about how you know he didn't say this because he cared about the poor. It's because he was a thief and he was in charge of the money bag. He was stealing it. And then Jesus answered, "Leave her alone. She's kept it for the day of my burial. And and then uh, for you always have, for you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. And I guess, why do you think? My question is, why do you think Jesus was always?" putting in those little like foreshadowing things like like what why do you think he was doing it because clearly he said so many things so many times and just went over people's heads because i think that was another moment right of saying my burial because he knew he was gonna die soon right yeah so like why why do you think he'd always respond in those like what he would put those little those little footnotes in there of like foreshadowing to people I that think, he's the son of God and you're about to kill me, but you don't know it. Like, why do you think he was doing that? I think, right off the top of my head, I think there's two reasons. One is for the disciples to remember after that, hey, I told you it's going to happen. That makes sense. Him, but, but for you, hmm. for me and you to go, he that that meant more than what <laughs> yeah, he Yeah, because every, time, every time I see one of those things, I go, yeah. Hey. Yeah, man, I think a lot of it is to, for, as a reminder to us that I told you. Um, and you know, even now, I, I think that's the primary reason. Um, as far as speaking in parables in general, I've had this theory a long time. You know, the I think there's many. He talks about that. You know, why do you always speak in parables and blah blah blah. And he, he, I think a big part. You want to know what I think? A, the most common reason is it makes you think. Hmm. If I tell you, it's the reason we use analogies and nowadays. If I say, be loving, okay. That, that will be defined by your definition of loving. If I give you a story, you need to love other people the way you love yourself. That's not a parable exactly, but you get what I mean. Or like the kingdom of God is like a, uh, you know, which is, more, which is more powerful? Hey, the kingdom of God is really important, and you should make it the most important thing. And then, or the kingdom of God is like a man uh, who finds pearls. Once he's found the perfect pearl, he sells everything he has just to get that pearl. Mm, yeah. You know? It's it's different. I think he knows us. I don't know. That's just my initial thoughts. Oh, I like that. And 
because you're right though. Like I like the idea that you brought up. Like it's to show us. Like because every time I see, it, I go, man, he was just. <laughs> you know, do you think all? Okay, two reasons. One, I also think he's constantly trying to remind them that his goal is bigger than that moment. That I have to die. Like without the death, without the cross, mm-hmm. we are still dead in our sin. And I think his overall mission. He was constantly reminding them, "Hey, this is not the this is not the purpose I'm here." Because they thought he was coming to be king and all these things. He's like, "You're still thinking about small things." I have a much bigger picture right. here. But you, I, this just came to me. Do you think it's possible because Jesus was fully God and fully man that he was also reminding himself? Oh man, that in that moment he's reminding himself of, "No, no, I can't get caught up in this. I have to remember that like I'm going to die, that I must choose to die." Maybe. And then you see that in the garden because, remember, he, I don't want to do this. Yep. So if he, you, you don't think he had many sleepless nights going, man, three more months, two more months. That's terrifying it's coming. to think about, man. Yeah. So maybe he's reminding himself, too, to keep himself on mission. That's in possible. Way. I don't know. I and mean, I was also, so going back <coughs> a chapter to <coughs> when, so to when La- like Lazarus was dead and he came. Yeah. Um. So I I had previously read John and ESV mm-hmm. and CSB kind of they worded a couple of like things differently of how he was like what he was feeling mm-hmm. and, it, and it made me intrigued because it says well when Jesus saw her crying and, and the Jews who had come with her crying he was angry in his, in his spirit and deeply moved mm-hmm. in ESV I'm pretty sure it just says he was deeply moved so when it says he was angry in his spirit do you think does it what is it like he's mad at sin he's mad at the brokenness of this world gotcha he's mad that his people are hurting because Death, right? The enemy is reigning. Okay, gotcha. Does that make sense? Is that what you're asking? Like why yeah. he was angry or? Because I was just, I was. It's like that passion, right? When you, you, you get passionate about in his injustice. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes feeling. sense. I mean, you've been there. I've seen you. When yeah. you get mad at those people and you get, you know, that put weights on people. Yeah. Except he's angry at like, look at this. Mm-hmm. I'm so frustrated that people are hurting because of sin and death and the enemy. and Because yeah. soon after it says like Jesus wept. Yeah. It's like a couple lines later. Yeah. And, he, and then he goes. And, it's a great question, man. Yeah. I was just curious because I, I noticed that. Does that answer what you're thinking? Yeah. Give you a that, de- yeah. Uh, that definitely helps me because I was like, he was angry in his spirit. And I was trying to think of like, cause I think my mind was kind of alluding to that, but I also wanted to make sure, like, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss, you know, misinterpret something. That's, <laughs> that's something I always admire about you, man, is like you have the humility and the desire to know things enough that like you will ask questions like that just to get other people's views on it. Yeah. And things. And like, I think that's really cool. Cause I think it, it shows your heart and sharp and it's going to keep sharpening you, but I think it sharpens other people too, that you share it with. Cause mm-hmm. it gets them thinking. Yeah. Man. I think a lot of people could learn from that. Well, and I guess the reason why I wanted to ask is because it comes right after like the woman tells him like, if you would have been here, you wouldn't have been dead or something. And then it's like, he was angry in his spirit. So I was like, it's weird because he thought he was like mad at her. I don't think he was mad at her, but it was just interesting that they even mentioned like that he was angry in the spirit because I was like, he's fully God, fully man. So he knew Lazarus was going to die. He knew he was going to bring him back. So I was like, it's just weird that he was angry in the spirit, which I guess that's maybe that's where the fully man part comes in. Well, yeah, it's also no different than, um, I don't know, man. Like we know that the people in our church, let's go from a human perspective. We know that we're all sinful and broken. Yeah. But when they do unjust, when unjust things happen, we still get mad about it. It's still like, why does this have to happen? You know, we mm. know that death happens and how sometimes when we see tragedy or we see someone that, that gets killed, you know, murdered, we say, ah, we know this stuff happens, but it's so wrong. And so, yeah, that you know, makes sense. We long for that day when it's all fixed. It's really cool because in, 
it makes you realize how relatable Jesus is to you too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I like that. Cool stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, we do have a couple questions that were asked okay. anonymously. And you know, I like to also make sure we didn't get any last minute slip-ins here. Ooh. <laughs> um, so thank, a big shout out to those that use the link and, and constantly yeah. give us good things to talk about and, and ask questions, humble enough to ask questions and give topics and also ask questions and topics that are going to benefit other people. Mm. Um, you know, if you're thinking about it or maybe something you've been wrestling with, why not share that in the moment? Absolutely, man. Oh, cool. I do have more. Nice. One more. Um, Y'all out here asking them questions? Dude, this is a good one. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, so we'll start with, um, what does the word meek mean in biblical terms? So this is a great question because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a clear definition of what meek is. I just know like I can think of a couple of things that they say, like, like the meek will inherit the yeah, earth. That's a big one. Um, if I had to take a shot at what meek means biblically... I think it means the faithful. Yeah, I think that. I think there's some. I think there's a a part in that. Um, or the that, humble, maybe. There you go. I think that's all kind of because those that have faith are gonna are gonna be that way. Mm-hmm. They have faith in God, not themselves. So the the CSB or HCSB, it's the same version. They just changed the name uh, recently. Um, I, they actually translate that verse you're talking about as uh, those gentle in spirit will inherit the earth. And I like that because meek, we tend to think meek means passive, modern definition, passive and powerless. Yeah. And instead it's saying, I think you hit the nail on the head, humble, gentle in spirit, desiring peace, desiring to follow God, not trying to walk around and constantly, because what does the world do? You know, when Jesus talks about leaders, even he said, listen, the Gentiles mean he used that to mean the world at the time. The rulers of the Gentiles, those that don't follow God, they bully and they force their way and they lord over people. It's not, but it cannot be that way among you. Mm. We are to, you know, and then he uses the verse, the, those that want to be great among you must be last and a servant to all, a slave to all. And I think meek means being humble in spirit, gentle, wanting to have peace, wanting to spread love, you know, those kinds oh, yeah. of things. You're definitely it does not on. mean weak. It does not mean weak. So here's a moment that Jesus was gentle in spirit. At any moment, right, he mm-hmm. said, I could call down a legion of angels to destroy you. Instead, he said, I'm going to be obedient to the Father. The way he talked to people. Uh, you for, you know I've said it many times. If if I were God, if I were Jesus, knowing what I know, and they talked to me the way they talked to him. Yeah. They'd be in trouble. Yeah, man. And he's so, like, <laughs> humble and gentle and willing to talk and yes. willing to explain. So that that's my answer to that. And you're spot on because even if you just look at the definition of meek, it's mm-hmm. it's gentle. Yeah. So, great question, though. It nice. definitely does not mean powerless and cowardly. It takes a lot of strength to be gentle when mm-hmm. it's much easier to be domineering and yep. aggressive. And yep, there's no sense of weakness in the word. No, mm-hmm. no sense in the definition. Next question. All right. Have you ever fasted? What are your thoughts on it? I have never fasted. And honestly, I don't even know what fasting fully is. <laughs> Um, yeah. I th- you stopped me because I was actually asking you earlier. Yeah, because what, before we went on, we right, saw this question. I was like, what is fasting? Because I honestly, like, I know that I've heard people fasting is like just like not eating anything, but also people not drinking anything. Like, so I, I honestly don't even know what a, what fasting fully is. So, so weird thing I told you guys just last night. Uh-huh. This is what's weird about this question came in today, and just last night, late, I got on my car, and it's one of those moments that you just sort of 
remember because I had this thought of like, I should fast. I wonder if I should fast. And then I literally started going, what is the, to myself and reminding myself, what is the biblical definition of fasting? What is that? So weird that this question came and I hadn't told anyone this. Um, so fasting in the Bible, first, first of all, it's not a command for Christians. You mm-hmm. are not commanded to fast. Okay. It's not a requirement. It's not necessary. It doesn't yeah. make one more holy, etc. It doesn't. However, fasting is uh, beneficial to us. It's implied that in Scripture. It is can be useful and beneficial to keep our mind focused um, and get it refocused. So what is fasting? Typically in the Bible, fasting is a fasting from food, which means you're taking an extended break from eating either a at all or a specific thing in order to put that focus on God. Like the idea being the focus that you would put on meeting your own needs, you then put on God. Gotcha. Um, however, it doesn't have to be food. You could fast from cell phone. You could fast from caffeine. It's anytime you're, you're, you're taking your focus off of something that you, that is a big part of your life in order to focus on God. It's not about, so this is a common um, misconception, it's not something you do to get God's attention and make God do what you want. Mm. Fasting is actually about changing you, not about changing God. Mm. Not about getting from God, it's about changing you. That's good. Um, and so there is, uh, you know, there's something, there, and, and it's, it's a reminder to yourself of the seriousness of it, sort of. And and I and I have done it inadvertently in my life. I've talked yeah. to you about this, and I and I know what you're saying. Well, how can you inadvertently fast? Long story, but anytime you've done that, if you've ever gone a long period of time, and, and I, at that time I wasn't eating or drinking, I was focused on God. Um, it it makes a difference, hmm. and um, so that's what it is. You could fast from cell phone. You could fast from many many things. Um, the point is again not to punish yourself, not to destroy, beat your flesh. Not to lose weight, not to do any of those stuff, not to get God's attention. I know people have said they fast to get God to answer their prayer. That's mm-hmm. not true. Think about think about how twisted that would be. God wants you to punish yourself, and if you hurt yourself enough, then he'll notice you and give you the answer to your prayer. Well, if that's the case, why wouldn't I do flogging, right? Take a whip and hit myself, which used to be practiced. And then once I'm hurting enough, then God will care and answer my prayer. That's not the heart of God. Mm. Fasting is about just taking a break from something in order to take the time dedicated to that and focus it on God. Gotcha. Makes sense? Okay. Does that yeah. make sense? That That's makes important. Sense to me. Fun turn. Makes sense? It's like So, what are my thoughts on? It? I think it's beneficial. I think it's useful. I think um it certainly is worth doing. I think that we need to know why we're doing it. I like that you mentioned that fasting is not for the intensive purposes of like beating your flesh. Cause I was about to mention, cause that to me, to, so maybe you can help me in, in, in this. So like, for example, like I've, I've tried to like not listen to secular, secular music. Is mm-hmm. that considered a fast? Absolutely. Secular music? I, think it, I think it could be. Are you, but here's the thing about a fast. Are you taking it seriously enough? Right. And the other thing I would say about a fast is you need to put a set. I believe a set time limit on it. That makes sense. Um, because for one thing, you can literally die if you fast from food and water long enough. And that's not what God wants of you. No. So uh, it's not healthy. So putting a time limit on anything, and I also help, think it helps you. I think the time becomes more intentional when you set a beginning and end date. That makes so sense. So for you and music, 
Absolutely, it could be considered. I've done that. In fact, now that you say that, I 100% fasted from secular music before in my life. Mm-hmm. Intentionally said, I'm not doing this for, I think it was a month at the time back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it made a difference. Hmm. So I think, you know, depends on your heart and how you're approaching it. Right. Are you, are you doing that to refocus on God and to make sure that, you know what I mean? Gotcha. That makes sense because I feel like if you're just doing it to try to beat your flesh, you're still focused on yourself. Bingo. Yeah, I get yeah. you. I get what you're saying. I'm with uh, you. No, yeah. that's not necessarily wrong. I, that, that's not saying that, like, you know, there isn't benefit to being disciplined in other areas. But there's oh, a yeah. difference between that and fasting, the Absolutely. practice of fasting. Yeah. I Hopefully that you. helps you guys. If if it doesn't, if you're listening, watching, and have more questions on fasting, drop them in the comments below. How about you? Have you guys ever fasted before? What did you fast from, and what benefits, if any, did you see? Hmm. I would love to know, and how long. Let me know. Let me know, folks that listen or watch. Yeah. You can, uh, if you're listening on the podcast and you can't write a comment, you can just shoot that into the link, www.therenant.live slash real dash talk. We'll still see it. Boom. I would love to hear. Absolutely. Here we go. You ready for this one? I'm ready. Sorry, I'm reading them all today, guys. I'm the one that has the uh, database right now, and I didn't send it to them ahead yeah, of time. So that's fine. Uh, as a young woman who is surrounded, and I just, I'm just reading this one for the first time with okay. you. Okay. Nice. I keep interrupting my question to preface. As a young woman who is surrounded by the cultural narrative that men are lazy or irresponsible, how can I fight making assumptions that men will not step up to the plate and carry weight as the leaders they're meant to be? Hope this makes sense. Um, Definitely makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. I think you, you cannot allow culture or a certain group of people dictate your outlook on this specific thing. So like with like who can't speak. So like men, she said that she's struggling with men. Or wait, do they say he or she? I don't I don't know idea. My assumption is a young woman. Okay. So, you know, she says that you know she's struggling with that. Um this is one of those things where you have to I think this you have to ask yourself what you believe, right? So like if you believe that, you know, if you're a Christian, you believe that men are called to be leaders of a household and all these things, you know, the, the pillars of the church, all these things. You have to, you have to really, it's definitely put to the test with how men act in today's society, but you cannot let the world shape that culture in your head. Yeah. You know, I think it, like you, it, it's, I think it's similar to a lot of other things that we go through in life. You know, we have to, we have to look at what we believe and we have to believe in, believe in that. Mm-hmm. We cannot let, the, we cannot let the, the outward appearance of what men do shape the true meaning of what it is to be a man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think that, do you agree with her that cultural, not just the way men act, though they do, yeah. but cultural narrative means what the culture is telling us, right? Oh, do you today, think culture absolutely. is telling us to believe that men are weak, uh, lazy, irresponsible, dumb, those kinds of things? Absolutely. You know, what you areas get, do you see that in? Pop culture. Yeah, I would agree completely. You know, and what it, in pop culture is, is so. Uh, what are some examples of that for people listening? Because I know you and I've talked about this, and we sure, agree. like you know, if you watch a TV show, yeah, you know, and it's a big one. You know, it shows like a family. It's like a it's a it's a TV show focused on a family and them just living their lives. You know, and it's just the dad sitting on the couch doing nothing, eating, eating, and drinking a beer or something, and he's like, ooh, you know, 
while the wife is trying to figure out all these different things of, you know, how to make themselves more successful or anything. Yeah. He's like a bumbling idiot. And pretty much the premise of each episode is he does something stupid that then he has to figure his way out of that. Usually the wife or the daughter or the grandma or someone comes in and fixes because he's so irresponsible. Yep. Yeah. And dumb. Um, yeah. And I agree with you completely. We see it. It's so subtle. Some like those are, I was watching a cartoon. Mm hmm. Um, last year, a couple years ago, actually, with with a couple little boys, and it was one of their favorites. And I believe it was Johnny Test. Okay, okay, I'll just say it. Who cares? Yeah. And on the surface, it's like, oh, that's a really boy centered show, right? Like he's, yeah. it's about action. He's the hero. Well, if you actually watch it and pay attention, it was it was crazy, man. It was subtle, and they're too young to tell that. But like, he's an idiot. The main character is an idiot. Is he the one who has a, his sister's very smart, right? Yes. He's got these genius, I think two sisters, but I don't remember for sure, two sisters that are geniuses who kind of fix everything, and he is literally an idiot. And and, and so even at a young age, we're teaching boys that, ha-ha, you're dumb idiots. The women are the ones that are in control. Yep, and, and they're going to come fix all your... Yeah, yep. you need to ask them. And uh, we just watched a... Uh, so right before we went on, you heard me put it on. Mm-hmm. It was a social media video for a woman was saying... Your husband, when he is working on things in the garage, and it showed her, she was pretending to be her husband, right, and kind of doing this skit. So she has her hat on backwards. She goes, and goes, hey, honey, I'm going to be working in the garage. And she's making her voice. Theme. And she sat down on a chair, turned a fan on, and started opening a beer and started drinking it. And then um, just started saying these idiotic things, like going to different scenes where he's being an idiot. And like, that's, and we all laugh, ha, 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 ha. And like, it's not even necessarily that's wrong, but it's like, man, it isn't funny to me. Because that is literally how men are viewed. Mm-hmm. So the culture says that. Men don't help it because a lot of men, they almost embrace being a boy. Mommy, my wife, mommy takes care of me and I'm just a fun idiot. And yep. it's cute. And I don't know, man. It makes me sad because both for boys, for us, yeah. um, for, the, for a society of men who accept that. Because a lot of times the truth is there's a reason that... Women see that. We see it in the church. You know, even in our church, how many women lead versus the men? No offense. And But here's the thing. Men will always demand being the leaders. I want to be the leader. I'm the leader of this household. But not realizing that leadership means weight. So they talk the talk, but don't walk the walk. Um, so I, not every guy, but a sure. lot of guys do. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see that as leaders, you know, as being in the positions that we're in. That's excuse right. me. Um and of course, no man is perfect, but no. no woman is either. But overall, we should be striving for that. So, how do you fight the cultural narrative? The easy thing is what AJ. Not easy. The the, the best advice is you've got to trust God mm-hmm. that He wouldn't put morons in the. I mean, in the sense of people that are irresponsible and yeah. lazy. Um, he wouldn't make. That's not He wouldn't make men call men to be leaders of their homes and stuff if that's who they are in their hearts. Yep. So don't quit giving men opportunities to step up, to lead, um, to come through, right? Absolutely. For you, just because a lot of men are. And the other thing I would say is don't focus on those. Because I love your heart, whoever asked this question. You're saying, I don't want to believe that. Well, here's something. Take some time today, if you're hearing this and you ask a question, to think through the men who don't do that. You know, not men who never are lazy or whatever, but I'm saying who are the men in your life? Because there are some, whether it's one person. If there's one man in your life that you'd say that person comes through, he's not lazy, he's not irresponsible, 
he is a man of character, tries, you know, all these things, then cling to that and let yourself say, it doesn't matter if eight out of 10 men are that way, two aren't. And that tells me that culture is wrong. Mm. And I, and I shouldn't treat every man like they're like that, or even let my mind think that because that's kind of hopeless. Oh, yeah. Especially, and I don't know if this woman woman is married or not, but if you're a single woman and you accept that every Definitely man is like hopeless. that, that is a hopeless thing because you want to be married, but at the same time, you're yeah. like, I'm going to be taking on this child. Yeah. Right? And honestly, man, like, especially for like, I like the fact that you're bringing up like single, like single women in today's culture. Like, it makes me sad how, how women paint the picture of men. Like, you've, I've seen, even on like, you know, social media, of course, like, the whole like men are trash thing, like, dude, it's everywhere, and so many women post about it constantly. I'm like, dude, like, what do you, what do you want? Well, what are men supposed to do? You heard me, you know, I, I said that last week. Mm-hmm. So, say there's men out there in the church that are trying to do the right thing and step up and lead, and women are treating them like they aren't and don't respect that and don't mm-hmm. follow God because, like, you're not, you know, they they don't even honor the men out there or the idea that men are trying, and so. It makes it hard for the men that are trying, and and if you're not a stubborn guy, you're gonna give up because mm-hmm. you're like it doesn't matter anyway. I'm gonna I'm treated like a moron and lazy and mm-hmm. all these things, so I'll just be that. Yep, you know, I'm using moron in the sense meaning lazy or responsible. Yeah, it's just crazy because like what a poor picture to paint. Like you mm-hmm. said, for even for like a woman who's out there who's trying to be hopeful mm-hmm. of finding a good man out there, like it's sad, dude. Like yeah, and I encourage the guys out there quit looking for a mom and a mate. Mm-hmm. You know. You, you uh, I, we see that all the time. There's people we're close to who treat their they they come to us complaining their wives don't not all of you guys if you're close to us, but some of them complain their wives don't respect them, yeah. and yet they act like boys. Mm-hmm. So you want the crown when it's easy, when it's when it's getting served, but you don't want the weight when it comes to making decisions and leading right. and taking stress and you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, men, you got to stand up. We got right. we've got we sisters out there who are being told by the culture, and proven by some men that we are jokes. And there's some good women out there that don't want to believe that. Let's not make it easier on them, or let's not make it harder on them um, to to respect men and give them opportunities by by strengthening that um, that caricature of men, right? By mm-hmm. making it seem true that men are lazy and responsible. Fight, be better. Mm. I'm serious. Be better. I can think of guys right now, even in our church, just so we bring this home, guys we're close to that need to step up, quit talking the talk, and walk the walk. That's right. And uh, gotta, But that's their job. Walk, man. Ladies, speak to the king in the man. Don't don't talk to him like culture's right. I guess that would be my other thing, is start treating men like they're more than, they've, than the world tells you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? What a beautiful heart, whoever you are. That's very rare for a woman to see that and want to oh, yeah. honor her brothers that way and oh, yeah. and not give in to I'm that. I'm sure there's so many that don't even think like that, mm-hmm. so that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Great, great, great questions today. Oh, yeah. well, that's it for me, man. You got anything? Um, Thank know. you guys so much for watching. Episode 97, three away from 100, the century mark. I remember mentioning the century mark so long ago, and here we are, just a few weeks away from it. Thank you guys so much for your commitment to this ministry. You guys mean so much to me. You mean so much to this. This show would not exist without you. You know, we've had the opportunity, you know, to serve you guys and, you know, give you some truth. And you guys have been so faithful to that. And you've, you've come together with us to create something that is special. So thank Amen. you guys so much. Um, share this. Um, 
And man, just leave something on the top. You know, I know Todd mentions this a lot. Like, leave something that you liked because people are more likely to click on it. And we don't want them to click on it because of us. We want them to click on it because of Jesus. Amen. You know, so uh, social media needs it. Spread the positivity. Love y'all. Fun turn. You got anything? He said no. Well, hey, uh, big, big shout out again echo what aj said we say it every week but we want you guys to know we don't just say it to say it thank you so much mm-hmm. for taking the time for giving us some of your time and joining right. us and and helping us think and be sharpened because i know a lot of these questions this this opportunity gives us a chance this time is a chance for us to grow oh, so absolutely. thank you for that um you guys are making an impact um, just by listening because it's reaching people and helping people encourage people we hope it's an encouragement to you we hope it encourages you and drives you to have these kind of conversations about real life mm. with people around you amen um, dude here with us virtually but also with your own friends and family a uh, shout out to you guys love you man appreciate you aj love fun term we love you dude do a great job love you fun uh, turn yeah man I, I really really been struck with how proud i am of that guy lately i thought this sunday i didn't tell him in a meeting um just where he's come. So you're doing a great job, dude. We love you. We're proud of you. Thank you so much for all the work you do. AJ, you too. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Like he said, please like and share this video. If you like the podcast, if you're listening on podcasts, would you would you help us? Truthfully, we're asking for your help. Would you share the link to the podcast episode yeah. on your social media pages? We Let's know you it. got it. So if you're... If that's your way to do it, you know, maybe you're one of the other states, you know, that listen to us. Would mm-hmm. you take a second and share this on your on your social media, because I'm telling you guys, uh, that helps get the word of mouth out. So hoping to continue to grow, get better. We're moving towards 100. Keep praying for us. We love you guys. Appreciate you. If you ever need anything, you can use that link to both interact with us, ask questions, give topics, give thoughts. Um, the questions we ask, thoughts and comments below. And if it's on Facebook or YouTube mm-hmm. or Rumble, you're, you can do that. We read those, and we're very much encouraged by them. I think that's about it. That's it. We love you guys. Hope you have a great day, and truly, God bless you.